I'm thankful that I came this morning for what I've just heard. It would have suited me just fine if he had kept going. <clears throat> but I find that God is merciful. And even though we deserve to spend eternity separated from God, he was merciful and he made us to where he paid the debt for us and now we got a free ride to heaven and a more to glory. But he does things for us that we maybe don't really know why. I have looked at Adam and he had it made in the Garden of Eden. Everything was at his fingertips. He didn't have to labor a bit. He had it made, but then he turned around and did what God told him not to do, and he died. But God is merciful. He, God could have just left Adam right where he was, and he'd have been just. God would have been a just God. But he did not leave Adam where he was. He drove him out of the garden, all right, but before he drove him out of the garden, in the third chapter of Genesis, <coughs> and the uh, 21st verse, he tells us this, unto Adam and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. So that's typical of God's righteousness, and blood had to be shed in order for him to clothe them with coats of skin. So he clothed them with them. You know, what I have on my mind this morning, and I don't know, I wish God a lot of time would tell me, Cleveland, go here and preach on this. <coughs> but if the Lord is with us this morning, I want to tell you sort of what my thought is the Lord saved the best for last. We are living in the third day. <clears throat> I find that in the second chapter of the book of John, <clears throat> we find there that it was the third day. Now, if it was the third day, there was two days before that third day. The first day was the day of creation. The second day is the day of the law. But the third day is the best day. We're brought out from under the worship of the law. We have a new day. I find in the second chapter of John that there was a third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and this is not Jesus' wedding, by the way. You don't invite a man that's going to be, get married. You don't invite him to his own wedding, I don't think. But Jesus, both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. 
And when they wanted wine, the mother of the mother of, of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And that is very important today. Whatsoever he saith, do it. But a lot of times I have trouble knowing whether he's saying it or whether Cleveland Baptist is saying it. <coughs> Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. And here there were set six water pots of, of stone after the manner of purifying the Jews, containing two to three persons apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. He says unto them, Draw out now and bear to the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not which it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called a bridegroom and said, Every man at the beginning doth set forth a good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good until the last, the good wine until the last. We are enjoying the best for the last. I find that Isaiah said in Isaiah 2, verse 2, it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the hill mountains and exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. He's not talking about the last days that's coming out here in the last of time, but he's talking about the last days of the lost service. I find over in Hebrews, I believe it is the ninth chapter of Hebrews, and he tells me there, <coughs> I believe I'll just begin with the <coughs> 25th, 24th, 25th verse. It says, "Nor yet should he should nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest enters into the holy place every year with the blood of others. But then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, but now, but now, once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice." of himself. So he came, he left heaven and all that heaven was, and he appeared once in the end of the world. Now there are people in the world today that are still looking for him to come. But he's already come. He came in the end of the world. He came in the end of the law world. He established, he set up the church gave her all her laws and all her ordinances and gave us a place that we can assemble as we have this morning unmolested and unafraid. That's a blessing. <coughs> we find that in Daniel 2, verse 44, Daniel, the, the prophet Daniel says, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, it shall not be left to, for, to other people, but it shall stand forever. 
I want you to know the true church of Jesus Christ, the one that he established, he established her above in the top of the mountains, not exactly on a mountain, but above all the mountains. The church of Jesus Christ is higher, is better, higher, more exalted, and it's above all other man-made institutions in this world. The only way that you can leave the grand old church when you leave the church is to go downhill. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the closest while you live here in the world. It's the closest you'll ever get to heaven and immortal glory while you live here. But thankful when we, when we leave this world, we're immediately in the presence of the Lord. There are a lot of things that Elder Scott has talked about and told us about our troubles and all of what, what we have. But I want you to know the Bible tells me that, that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He turneth it whithersoever he will. We find a lot of things happening, and, we, and sometimes we wonder, why has God done this? I want you to know every evil that uh, appears here in the world, everything that is bad here in the world, the God, God don't do it. He suffers it to happen. He could keep it from happening. In fact, he could have kept sin from entering in the world had it been his will. But he don't cause everything. I read in the over in Ezekiel. I believe he did. I'm not sure about that right now. But he says there was a great earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. There was a great fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. There was a but there was a great wind in the world. The Lord was not in the wind, but there was a still small voice. He was in that. So we find that he suffered it to happen. But a lot of times he does it. And then there to control the evil. Um, but anyway, I want to look for here uh, that he saved the best for the last. You have the best uh, in this day and time. There's no other place here in the world that you can go that, that you'll get comfort and joy what you get in the house of the Lord when the Lord blesses the minister and gives you the Holy Ghost to hear it and understand it. Uh, and it's a joy sometimes. Uh, I believe over, I believe, I don't know what you think about it, but I'll tell you what I believe about it. Uh, I believe uh, over in the book of Revelation, and I realize a lot of people say, don't go to Revelation. Uh, uh, it's a mystery thing. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Revelation is like any other book in the Bible. Uh, if you read that book, those books and you don't see Jesus in the center of the theme, uh, oh, you missed the whole thing. Uh, but I find here, uh, we find uh, here in the, I believe it's in the uh, 21st chapter, uh, uh, John began while he was on the Isle of Patmos for preaching things, uh, and he was sent there, uh, uh, and they said, he's, John said, I saw a new heaven uh, and a new earth for the first heaven uh, and the first earth were passed away uh, and there was no more seed. There's another third day. Uh, uh, but uh, the law and the prophets have disappeared. Uh, they are gone. He fulfilled those. Uh, I brought in a new way. Uh, John said, I saw the holy city, uh, New Jerusalem, uh, come down from God, coming down from God out of heaven. Uh, now then, I, I'm going to make a statement here, uh, and I hope I don't get crash, get off on a something, uh, but not the subject. But I want to notice uh, uh, there are three different fa there are three phases uh, of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, there is uh, a what I would call uh, a, a universal or a, a, a visible phase of the kingdom. Uh, I'm not, that's not what, there is a visible, but I want to get to it in a minute. This, in, this is the invisible 
there is an invisible phase of the church, uh, and you can't uh, see that. I read over in John uh, where the Jesus said the kingdom of God uh, is within you. Uh, it's in every one of, God, of his chosen people. It's in every one uh, of his uh, regenerated individuals. Uh, it's every, it'll be in every one uh, uh, that Christ gave, that God gave to, to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to suffer, bleed, and die for. Uh, that's a, that embraces, uh, that church embraces uh, everyone that ever live uh, with God in heaven and immortal glory uh, and then uh, uh, there is a visible phase uh, and that's the phase we're in today uh, uh, that's, that's the phase uh, uh, that we can see uh, and that we can enter and that we can worship the Lord in uh, uh, it's a visible phase but it's only a, a part of the, of the uh, uh, a portion of, uh, of the children of God uh, uh, there, there are people uh, that live in heaven and immortal glory uh, uh, that have never entered into the door uh, of the visible church. Uh, uh, there are people that live with, in heaven and a mortal glory uh, uh, that never seen the Bible uh, wouldn't know one if they seen it. But I want you to know uh, uh, the grace of Almighty God goes uh, uh, where the preacher can't go. Uh, it goes where the Bibles aren't. Uh, and it, it goes every, to everyone uh, uh, that, that the Father uh, uh, chose in Christ before uh, uh, the foundation of the world. Uh, uh, then there is a triumphant phase uh, of the kingdom. Uh, and that phase uh, is every it is the same uh, as, the in, as the invisible church. Uh, uh, it is. Uh, it embraces everyone that live with God in heaven uh, and a mortal glory. But I want to look uh, at this visible phase. Uh, I believe that's the third day. I'm going to notice something. Uh, I believe I'll go over to the 22nd chapter uh, of the book of Genesis. Uh, and I hear the Lord speaking uh, to the, our father Abraham. Uh, and he says, uh, Abraham, Abraham. And he says, here I am. Uh, here am I. He says, take thy son, uh, thine only son. Wait a minute. Uh, I, I read in Genesis uh, uh, where Abraham had a son uh, called Ishmael, uh, uh, and he'd got a son called Isaac. Uh, uh, but God didn't say, uh, uh, you choose which one you want to take, uh, but you take thy son, thine only son, uh, and you offer him uh, at a place where I'll show you. Uh, I don't find uh, uh, where uh, uh, Abraham began to argue with the Lord uh, and say, wait a minute, uh, you gave me this son, now you want me to offer him on an altar uh, uh, and take his life? Uh, uh, no, uh, but I find Abraham settled, saddled uh, uh, his ass and, and, and got his, the wood uh, and the burnt offering uh, and, uh, the, or the fire, uh, and he went to took Isaac, uh, his son, and they started out. Uh, you know what happened on the third day? Uh, he saw uh, uh, where he was supposed to go uh, and offer Isaac, uh, uh, his son, uh, and he turned to his disciples, the men that he took with him. Uh, he said, you wait here uh, while I and the lad uh, go yonder and return. Uh, that's faith, is it not? Uh, even though he knew uh, if, he, if, he, if he offered his son uh, on that burnt offering, uh, uh, that God was able to give it back to him. Uh, but he went, uh, and as they went on the way, the third day they saw uh, where it was. Uh, something happened good on that third day. Uh, I find that as Abraham and Isaac walked toward that place, uh, uh, his son Isaac said, Father, uh, and he said, Here am I. Uh, 
uh, he says, here's the wood, uh, oh, here is the, here is the fire, uh, but where's the offering? Uh, you know what Abraham said, son? Uh, you're it. No, he didn't say that. Uh, he said the Lord uh, himself will provide, the Lord will provide, God will provide himself uh, an offering. Uh, and they went on. Uh, now I see um, uh, Isaac as a picture uh, of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Isaac didn't refuse. Uh, Isaac wasn't griping. Uh, Isaac wasn't saying he didn't want to go. He willingly went. Uh, and uh, Adam, Abraham, they got to that place. Uh, Abraham built that uh, altar uh, and laid the wood on. Uh, he laid his son down on that altar, uh, uh, that burnt that altar. Uh, and there, uh, oh, Isaac willingly laid down uh, there on it. Uh, Abraham raised his hand, knife in his hand uh, to take his son's life. Uh, and, uh, and a voice behind him said, Stay thy hand, uh, for I now see uh, that thou art doing what God has said. I said, That's my words. But anyway, uh, uh, Abraham turned to see who said it. Uh, there was a ram uh, in, caught in the thicket uh, by the horns. Uh, uh, that's a picture of uh, the cha scene changes now. Uh, Isaac was set free, uh, and that ram was offered in his stead. Uh, I want you to know uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, we, uh, as uh, God's children, uh, uh, deserve to die uh, upon the cruel cross of Calvary. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, we were set free, uh, and our, our loving Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, suffered in our room instead. He didn't die with us, but he died for us. Uh, uh, so we find him. Uh, Abraham took that ram, uh, and he offered him in the stead uh, of, his, of his son. Uh, and therefore, he, Abraham and his son returned. Uh, uh, then we look a little bit farther uh, over in the, in the, back over in the 21st chapter of, of the book of, Isaiah, of, of, of Revelation. Uh, he said, I, uh, John saw uh, of the holy city, uh, New Jerusalem, uh, coming down from God out of heaven. Uh, I want you to know uh, uh, this this church uh, uh, that Jesus set up uh, while it was here in the, in the world uh, did not come from some seminary. Uh, it did not come from somewhere in the earth, uh, but it came down from God out of heaven. Uh, and he, he said, uh, he, he is prepared uh, as a bride uh, adorned for her husband. Uh, and so <coughs> I had, uh, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God uh, is with men. He shall dwell, he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Well, somebody said, well, that sounds like heaven anymore to glory. That's true. There will be no... No tears, uh, no sorrows, no heartaches uh, up there. Uh, but many times uh, while we're here, while we're in the church, a lot of times and in the meetings, uh, and the Lord blesses us with this Holy Spirit, uh, and we can feel the Spirit there, uh, and seem like he raises us up above uh, the cares and the treasures uh, of this old world, uh, and we almost can step into heaven uh, and a mortal glory. There he wipes away uh, all our tears uh, from our eyes, uh, and there shall be no more death. Uh, uh, we don't even think about death. Uh, it's gone away. Uh, so the end, but, uh, we, we rejoice in, in hearing the glorious gospel uh, and crying. Uh, neither shall there be any more pain, uh, nor, nor former things, uh, for the former things are passed away. Uh, when 
the Lord blesses us uh, to sit in the house of the Lord uh, and, we, and we can feel the spirit uh, and hear the joyful sound uh, of the glorious gospel. Uh, all material things uh, are aside, laid aside. Uh, it's all uh, uh, Lord Jesus Christ and him only. Uh, so we find uh, uh, he saved the best uh, for the last. Uh, and I find here uh, <coughs> that there he set up this church. Uh, I, find the John, I find John the Baptist uh, uh, coming uh, in the third chapter of the book of Matthew. Uh, in those days uh, came John the Baptist uh, preaching. What days was that in the days of these kings uh, uh, that the God of heaven set up a kingdom uh, which will never be destroyed? Uh, he came in those days, came John the Baptist preaching uh, in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, I know. I want you to know uh, the kingdom is not yet coming. Uh, the kingdom is here. Uh, it has been here for almost 2,000 years or better, uh, and it'll be here uh, when our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, comes back again. Uh, now then, I'm going to, I know uh, I've just barely touched on this, uh, uh, but maybe you can look at it uh, and rejoice in it and study on it uh, at a later time. Uh, but I want to look at another third day uh, for just a little bit. Uh, I see uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, while he was here upon the earth, uh, and he told his disciples, uh, uh, destroy this body uh, and in three, this temple, uh, and in three days uh, I'll raise it up. <coughs> they thought he was talking about uh, the temple of Jerusalem, uh, but he was talking about his own body. Uh, I want you to know, he said, I'll, I'll do it in three days. Uh, I want you to know, <coughs> he said, uh, uh, when the Jews asked for a sign, uh, uh, he said, there shall be no sign given uh, but the sign of Jonah uh, as Jonah. As, uh, Jonah was three days uh, and three nights in the belly of the well. Uh, so shall the Lord uh, of earth uh, be in, so shall the Lord Jesus be in the heart of the earth uh, three days and three nights. Uh, well, uh, I want you to know uh, we, he didn't die. Jesus Christ did not die on Friday. Uh, uh, you can't get three days and three nights uh, to save your life uh, uh, from Friday night to Saturday to Sunday morning. Uh, so it, he didn't die on Friday. Well, then people say, well, you take away my good Fridays. Uh, no, sir, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, I'll give you 51 more Fridays. Uh, every Friday is a good Friday. Uh, but I want you to know uh, uh, there, uh, they, that, uh, they took our Lord. Uh, uh, they crucified him on a Wednesday evening. Uh, and he spent Wednesday night, uh, uh, Thursday night, uh, Friday night in the grave. Uh, and he spent uh, Thursday in the grave. He spent Friday in the grave. He spent Saturday in the grave. Uh, and sometimes after 6 o'clock uh, on Saturday, <coughs> Saturday evening, which was the beginning of a new day uh, for the Jews. Um, he arose victorious. Uh, he arose on the third day. Uh, that's the greatest third day that I know of because he rose, uh, uh, because he lives. Uh, we shall live also. It matters not. Well, I guess it does to its own nature, but it really don't. It matters not what happens. He's in, he's in control. He knows what's going on. And he's watching over us, and he'll take care of us till he comes back again. It may not be like we want him to, but Elder Scott Dunn told us that he, you know, he <coughs> let me close with this. I'll just go over to the 8th chapter of Romans for just a moment, and I'll try to, I'll try to, try to close with this anyway. But I want to notice something here <coughs> in the 8th chapter. <coughs> no, I'll that's not where it was. It's the eighth chapter of Matthew. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here he tells about 
they brought the sick unto him, and he healed all that sick. If I can get to the, that place, I want to read it to you a minute and comment a little bit about it. <coughs> In the 8th chapter of Matthew, the 16th verse, it says, When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. I didn't say that he just healed those that maybe had a little cold or uh, something else, but he healed all that were sick. didn't matter how sick they were. <coughs> they healed all that were sick. Now, some say, well, my husband or my wife or my child was sick, and he didn't heal them. They died. But just what Scott has already told us, he healed. They, when the moment they breathed their last breath, they were made whole. They were healed. They never hurt anymore. They never had any more sorrows or heartache. He healed all that were sick. I want you to know he, he still does that. Sometimes it, it's like Brother Scott, Elder Scott said. He, he restores them to their health here, and they live a little while longer. But he heals every one of them, and if, they, they, if we die and go to heaven, we may, we're healed. We don't have to linger on and be sick anymore. Now, he says <coughs> that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He bears our sorrows. He carries our sorrows. He bears our sicknesses. He goes right through them with us. Now, he may not. He may not keep us from feeling sick or, or doing things or having sorrows, but he goes through them with us and delivers us out on the other side eventually, whether it's in heaven and mortal glory or whether it's here while we live here in the world, makes us whole, heals us and gives us, and we can joy in the Lord. It's a joy to be in the house of the Lord. It's a joy to look forward sometimes when I back when I was still working with the highway the engineers Monday morning come and I had been to a good meeting sure was hard to go to work <laughs> but one thing that got kept me going is this is Monday but Sunday is coming and we'll be joy again thank you for your attention this morning and Give God all the praise for the joy and the blessings that we enjoy while we live here in the world.